0: Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. I'm your host for today, Van Iverson, and we're continuing our journey through our annual read, Daily in His Presence, by Andrew Murray. We continue the theme of the month, The Secret to the Fellowship with God, and how to faithfully live, practicing fellowship with God on a daily basis. And today's focus is Our Love for Christ. Our text today is found in 1 Peter 1 verse 8, and it reads, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. So can you trust the things that you don't see? That's a hard one, right? Because we can't just buy anything online if we've never seen it and tested it out. We, we have to see it. We have to physically be there and, 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 and touch it and feel it and observe it. But if you think about it, our lives depend on things that we can't see. Things like gravity or the air that we breathe. We can't see it, but we depend on it every single day. And, and here, here's what we think. We think that our joy is dependent on the things that we see, right? So, so we say things like, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, have you ever asked God, like, for a sign or a vision or proof that he is real or that, you know, this is a, the way to go? Have you ever prayed prayers like, God, if you're real, show me, give me a sign or something of that nature? See, we live in a culture that says, seeing is believing. This means people need evidence or proof of existence of something to, in order for it to be true. L- like in a court system, evidence produced can convict a person of an alleged crime, and the lack of evidence that can't be produced can cause a case to be dismissed. See, evidence gives eyes to see the truth of something which leads us to believe. But what we need to understand, that is the exact opposite of what the Bible says is faith. Peter has seen Jesus and has been discipled by him in person. Peter knew and loved Christ as a man and God in the flesh based on three years of personal face-to-face experience. And after after seeing Jesus dead, Peter saw him alive again. And so Peter got the full experience. However, most of the Christians who read Peter's words have never seen the Messiah for themselves. So in writing this letter, Peter seems to be astonished that they believe in Christ, that they love Christ, even though they've never seen him. And Peter's like, you haven't even seen him and you love him? Peter's like, I've even seen him and I still doubted." See, this passage also tells us something about the nature of faith. Saving faith is described here not as having seen him or not as seeing him now. It makes it clear that our faith is believing and loving a Jesus whom we have never seen, whose death on the cross we did not see, whose resurrection we did not witness. So Here's the thing. Inherent to saving faith is this idea that it is believing in what we have not Seen. I mean, this is exactly what we read in the classic definition of faith in Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things unseen. You see, faith is in the truth of what we have not seen. And Jesus makes this clear to Thomas at the end of John chapter 20. After his resurrection, when he appeared to his disciples in this glorious moment, Thomas had heard from some of the disciples that Jesus was alive again, but said, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails, I will not believe. And of course, what we know in the story, Jesus appears to the disciples and appears to Thomas and invites him to believe. And that is the moment where Thomas cries out this famous line, my Lord and my God. But Jesus said in verse 29, because you have seen me, you believe Thomas. And he says, blessed are those who did not see and yet believe. Because here's the thing, you you and I are joy. And our happiness is wrapped up on things that we can see. Like, for example, uh, when my kids were little, well, I guess I should say when my kids were littler because they're still little, during one Christmas, my youngest would get jealous over her older brother because... Uh, she would compare the amount and the size of the wrapped gifts under the Christmas tree and conclude that her older brother got better gifts and therefore concluded somehow in her mind that uh, that we love our, the older brother more. Mom and dad give better gifts to the older brother and not to her. And so therefore, the favorite of the family is her older brother. But what she couldn't see was that the gift that was hidden behind wrapping paper would actually make her day. But because she couldn't see it then, because it was kind of hidden, it made her unhappy, it made her jealous, it made her bitter. And so instead of wrapping her presents right away, she had to listen to mom and dad give her a lecture about being grateful. So here's the point of the story. Her joy, my daughter's joy, was tethered to what she could see and observe, or rather what she didn't see. In her conclusion, she became unhappy and ungrateful. And we too can allow the negative circumstances that we could see and the absence of the things that we can't see dictate our joy. And so we're always on shaky ground. One minute we can be happy and another minute we can be sad. If we allow the things around us and the things that we can't see dictate our joy and happiness. You see, we should adopt the same faith as the believers did that Peter was writing to. See, they adopted this concept, not like the culture did. The culture adopts a concept of seeing is believing. They adopted, rather, believing is seeing. We see through the eyes of faith, because our faith is not on what we necessarily see or don't see. See, it's not on the what, but on the who. Who? The God who is faithful, the promise-keeping God who loves you and will never leave you nor forsake you, who is for you, the God that is revealed to us, who we can see in Scripture. I love Charles Spurgeon's quote. He says this, God is too good to be unkind, and he is too wise to be mistaken. And when we cannot trace his hand, we can trust his heart. That's a good word. When we cannot trace his hand, we can trust his heart his heart. So may our joy not be swayed by the things that we can't see, but anchored in the faithful, unwavering God who is for us. And may our joy be made complete in him. Let's pray our guided prayer for today. Lord, thank you that through the working of the Holy Spirit, you are a reality to me, even though I cannot see you. Fill my life with love and faith. Amen. Thanks so much for making Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you would take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.